Chapter sixty one of No Quarter. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. No Quarter by Thomas Maine Reed. Chapter sixty one A Courageous Waiter. The Severn was in flood its wide valley a sheet of water which extended miles from either bank and far up north toward worcester viewed from an eminence it looked as if the primeval sea which once washed the foots of the malvern hills had rolled back over its ancient bed the city of gloucester seemed standing on an island some of its houses that lay low submerged and only approachable by boats while the causeways of the roads leading from it were under water in places to a depth of several feet this is what had hindered ambrose powell arriving at hollymead house many hours earlier than that on which he was taken to it a prisoner as soon as receiving news of the recapture of monmouth instinctively apprehending danger to the dear ones so unwisely left alone he had hurriedly started homeward to be delayed by the obstructing flood nearing home with heart a prey to anxiety harassed by the thought of his own imprudence at length reaching it to find his worst fears realized himself no longer free the waters still prevailing in the severn valley and around gloucester it seemed impossible to enter that city save by boat yet on that same night a pedestrian could have been seen making towards it from the direction of mitchell dean one who meant it as the objective point of her journey for it was a woman the great cathedral clock was just tolling nine p m as she descended into the lowlands near Heinem, and came to a stop by the edge of the inundated district it was dark the moon still below the horizon but her precursory rays reflected from fleecy clouds above it threw a faint light over the aqueous surface sufficient to make objects distinguishable at a good hundred yards distance copses that seemed inlets with the tufted heads of pollard willows rising weird-like out of the water were the conspicuous features of the flooded landscape rows of the latter marked the boundaries of meadows but two running parallel with a narrower list between indicated the causeway of the road the woman had approached at this point at a rapid pace and though brought to a stand it was but a momentary pause without thought of turning back her attitude and the expression upon her features told of a determination to continue on and get inside gloucester if it were possible in all haste too for as the strokes of the great clock bell came booming over the water she counted them with evident anxiety in fear of their tolling ten instead of nine even the lesser number seemed scarcely to satisfy her as if withal she might be too late for the business she was bent upon 
she but waited for the final reverberation then drawing her skirts knee-high walked boldly into the flood and onward ankle-deep at the first step she was soon in water that washed around her garters here and there with a current too which threatened to sweep her off her feet but it did not deter her from advancing and on she went without stop or show of hesitation no sign of quailing in her eye at knee's length as ere long she was still enough of her showed above the surface to represent the stature of an ordinary woman for she was not an ordinary woman in height or otherwise being winnie the cageress on tramped the courageous waiter unplunged till the water was up to mid-thigh no more then did her face show fear nor sign of intention to turn back she would have gone on had it come to swimming for swim she could many the time having bathed her body in both severn and wye that was not needed now though very near it even over the raised ridge of the causeway the flood was feet deep but familiar with the route having the landmarks in her memory for it was not her first time to travel that road when submerged she knew all its turns and bearings how to take them took them and at length having passed the deepest depths saw before her the severn's bridge with its elevated tete de pont and beyond the massive tower of the cathedral amidst a surrounding of roofs and chimneys her perilous journey was near its end the toilsome journey nigh over and she felt happy for as through frost some twelve months before she had approached bristol with pleasant anticipations so now was she about to enter gloucester with the same and from a similar cause her expectancy was realized sooner than she had hoped for the result identical to a degree of oddness for just as upon the night at bristol so on this at gloucester rob wild chanced to be guard sergeant of the gate by which she sought admission and once again went their great arms around each other their lips closing in kisses loud and fervent as ever god almighty win he exclaimed still holding her in honest amorous embrace what bet now why hast thou come hither through the flood dear girl ye bees wet up to the no matter how high rob she said interrupting if twere up to the neck there'd be good reasons for't what reasons news i hae brought frae rodine rather us say hollymead bad news be they i needn't ax i see it in your face bad enough though nothing more than might have been expected after the cavaliers being back at monarth and masters dear ye hae heard that i suppose oh certainly the news got here day afore yesterday in the night but frae hollymead a troop o em there no 
lumberin nigh two hundred horse soldiers in scarlet we all sorts of grand trappins the prince rupert's they be us he come we a message to sir richard so i needn't tell ye who it be from no ye needn't i can guess then ye mun see him at once we not a minute delay us a got a letter for him and she as sent it said the deliverin be a thing o life and death i knows that myself rob come along love the colonel be in his quarters i think he were by the gate here only a short whiles ago and gied me orders for reportin to him there another kiss wind dear fores we get into company the favour was conceded soon as asked and after another hug with more than one oscillation the two great figures moved off side by side through the darkness End of chapter 61 Recording by John Brandon